And welcome back to the Water Boys podcast. We're on what week we on now? Third week of January, second week. Yes. Happy New Year's. We did the Happy New Year's last week. Oh, sorry. Happy sixteen days after the New Year's, Jeez, Josh. Nick. Did you forget already <laughs> that we were out doing stuff? Uh, I was sick during the whole holiday period. Oh okay? yeah. Well, same. I got I got sick towards the end there too, but we did do another episode after the hey, New Year. You got to go out during Christmas. I had to stay home, so be quiet. <laughs> I was not feeling great that whole Christmas period. Yeah, it went a little bit rough. I remember you mentioning your cousins or your nephew. Cousins get nothing nephew. Nephews were fine. Oh, I see. So how are you? I'm well. We had that run last week. Actually, that was my run. <laughs> you got bodied every time. <laughs> Well, you know what? I'd have excuses, but then they'll just be full of something about you having a big butt. But anyways. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Last week, we discussed the Phoenix Suns. Or we missed out on last week. So we're going to try and make up this week with two more episodes. Yeah. So, so you're decide, releasing the Suns, right? Yes, we release the Suns. And then this week, we're going to try and do a Pacers and a Knicks. Yep, I'll do the Knicks. You're going to rant about the Pacers to me and tell me all about Tyrese Halliburton. Oh, man. All, He's such a nice player. Such all the nice player. rainbows, sunshines, and flowers. I mean, they're doing okay, but you're still far from a finished product. But and but like we should really, you know, warm up a little bit. You, you did want to go back to your Phoenix Suns? Oh, yes, the Phoenix Suns. They... Are still sliding down the rankings. I think their only victory was against the Warriors, funny enough, but lost against the T Wolves, lost against the Grizzlies today. Happy MLK Day, by the way. Oh, yeah. Happy MLK. Yes. And they lost against, now I'm losing my train of thought. I, yeah, I, I'm not remembering too well right now, but they've... Denver, sorry, yeah, Denver. Den oh, right, right. They got shellacked by Denver. Right. Um, They're in a bit of a slide right now. You are right, but also everyone is injured pretty much. And it's pretty much showing you that DeAndre Ayton is not going to be the guy that can carry the load. Meanwhile, the other two are gone. I don't think it's... That he can't, I, I just think it's not that he wants to. You're really on that. You really think he's unhappy there. Well, you see his press conference? No. He's also been playing 2K. Funny enough, one of my friends in the group chat was like, oh, he's on 2K right now. And it was like <laughs> 2 a.m. I don't know if he was on a road trip or something, but you can tell the man is not putting in the effort. I mean... You can't blame him after the whole ordeal of last year with the coach, the contract. It's just one huge mess. Honestly, they should have just let him go to Indiana. Oh, funny uh, enough funny how we link. Funny, funny enough, enough how we linked the two teams together, huh? <laughs> Too bad we're it's not a segue to getting into Indiana because <laughs> we're still gonna speak on the on the Suns. But yeah, they probably should have found a team for him. Should have tried to trade him. Funny enough, the Pacers are the perfect team for him. Yeah. So, I mean, we've seen it already with... Was it the Knicks on Saturday? Was it Saturday? Yeah, Saturday, you know how... 
the Pacers will have a hard time with taller teams. I mean, we'll get into this after, at least in my opinion. I feel like they have a harder time with taller teams and who else other than Ain who could probably help them and maybe he'd be a little bit more committed, like you say. But but yeah, Nick, when you're down a Chris Paul and a Devin Booker, it's just really hard. Those are two huge pieces that aren't there right now for them. I like how you segue three teams that we're going to We've talked about, we're talking right now, and we're probably going to talk about <laughs> later this week. Uh, do you feel the same way about the Warriors? The Warriors? In terms of where they are, too. Cause, oh, now we're talking about four teams. Well, wow. Well, I mean, you, you got to put it out there, right? Their defense isn't getting any better. Did you see how Draymond put out that thing? I think it's on his podcast. He's a he, distraction at this point. Yeah, it's getting bad. It's getting bad. It's I mean, he wants bad. to go to LA, right? Oh man, I don't even know how to feel about that. But the theme of this, you see how all four teams are uncertain. Yes. Right. Yes. And the common theme amongst all these four teams: unhappy players. Unhappy and, players. And we and we didn't even mention the. I, I don't even think we mentioned. Did we mention Jay Crowder last last time? I feel like we we if we talked a whole half an hour about the Suns and we just did not mention how Jay Crowder is still on the team. Yep. Probably sleeping. Probably, I don't know. He's got to be doing something, right? But the way they're handling it has been very bad. If you have a guy that's unhappy with the situation, Nick, don't you think it'd just be smarter to like try and reason with the guy? Be like, you know what? We know you're unhappy with not being a starter, which fair enough, right? I mean, I'm of the opinion that if you don't start, but you still come off the bench and you play the important minutes, does it really matter if you start? I mean, that's a whole thing for another time. But essentially what I'm trying to get at is him sitting out, not playing, not showing any teams what he's, you know, how what shape he's in. If he's going to be hitting his threes, which probably not, I don't know, right? So in order for you to show that you have value, Nick, you should probably be on the court playing even though you're mad that you're not starting. And if anything, the fact that you're mad that you're not starting, shouldn't it also like help fuel your game, show off what you want? And then next thing you know, teams are going to be lining up to try and get you, right? I know right now there's rumors of – I've heard the Bucks. There was another team. I can't remember who else was uh, – who else is might be in the sweepstakes for him. But – yeah, that that's my thing. I think you. I think they should have reasoned with him, get him to play, show his value, and then I'm pretty sure someone would have offered something for him by now, right? Probably could have gotten him off. Well, probably not before Christmas, because you know how they freeze the rosters so that nobody moves during Christmas and stuff. But maybe by now they would have moved him. I don't know. I mean, to piggyback off that, there's also Miles Turner. Of the Pacers, right? Yes. We're going to circle back to the Pacers. I mean, he's in a contract year. There's been rumblings of him and Buddy Hill going to the Lakers, funny enough, our team. Right. But he hasn't been moaning about it. He's been playing. So with the Pacers, they're aware of that. And they probably want to move on from him with the failed DeAndre Ayton thing. They're in a bit of a stickier situation. However... 
that season isn't lost right now. They're in eighth, 23 and 22. Right. At this rate, they're probably going to do play in. Okay, wait. But before we go any further, are we get, we going we getting into the Pacers? Then? Yes, we're getting okay. into the Pacers. Enough about the, okay, the Suns. Okay. Enough about them. Okay, okay. Nobody likes them. <laughs> I think you like them. <laughs> oh yeah, I like hating them. <laughs> but yes, circling back to them, like I, I still feel like they're, you know, the fact that they are probably going to lose them this year, right? They. It doesn't sound like they've come up with any middle ground in terms of a contract. They probably should trade him. And also when he's playing, they are just that much better too. If you if you have noticed, like he's a really big piece for them. Would you say that trading him would be to their advantage anyways? I mean, you have the guards right now, but I feel like you still need to fill out the rest of your roster, right? Like you got guards that can play right now. If you think about it, they got at least four guards that can play for them, right? Like what we got, we got Nemhard, obviously Halliburton, right? Duarte. Duarte. Hild. Hild. And then you also have uh, McConnell, right? Mm-hmm. Little, be, little, little annoying little guy mm-hmm. on defense. He's so good on defense. I love him. You got you got guys in in, in backcourt, but once you get to the front, it's a little bit thin. It is, and he's been averaging. He's been on a tear the last few games, 30, 29, 17. averaging. I think a career high this year was seventeen point four. Right, it's and a contract year too, right? So obviously, well, he has it in him, and right. he's been healthy. I mean, he didn't play too many games last season. He's almost. <laughs> He's almost played as many games as he did last season. He's six off. Oh wow! And uh, he's he's out right now, right? Or no, I'm thinking someone else is out right now. But yeah, he's he's showing out, dude. He's showing out. But honestly, th- this is supposed to be a, like a very, you know, this is supposed to be a, a deep draft. Maybe it's okay to tank, right? I know it's nice to have some experience, especially in a play-in, right? Still a young team. It's going to be their first time all together playing in a play-in. But you still need to fill out the rest of your roster. And I think they should trade them even though they are in a play-in spot. You can't risk getting nothing for him. You may as well trade him. And then that can help out in terms of building the rest of your roster. But I love what they have in the backcourt right now. I can't lie. You love Mr. 20 and 10? Yeah. I know you he's do. So He's such a nice player to watch. I Who mean, does he I, remind you of? Yeah, so <laughs> we discussed this previously. <laughs> and see, and I just messaged you. I was like, who does, who does Halliburton remind you of? I'm just like, any player in the past? We both agreed. It was Steve Nash. Steve Nash, yes. Right? The beautiful passing. The only guy who could really rival him right now in terms of pa- his beautiful passes is Jokic, of course. Right? But his different types. Of, it's different types, yes. Yeah, because Howland Burton is he's probing in the he's probing in his driving lanes. Yes, yes. Jokic manipulates the passing. Yeah, and it's like you you know you're caught as a defender in terms of what you're doing, right? Because either you're guarding against you try to 
cut him off while he's driving. And it doesn't even matter. He's just going to end up finding whoever's open, whoever's cutting towards the hoop. He's like a really nice pass. You're just like, how do you even see that? Hits the person, boom, easy buckets, right? So, and his shooting, he can, the man can shoot too. He can hit three pointers. And we talked about this, right? Like he's got a little bit more shooting in him than, than Steve Nash, right? But the passing is definitely there. Yes, funny enough with his janky shot form. He does yes. have a lot of shooting in him. Yes, he does. Uh, and he can shoot from he can shoot from range. He's got range. Like he can shoot three-pointers out there. It's really nice to watch. Uh but it comes at a detriment cuz Duarte, he had a nice breakout year last year. This year he's falling well, back down. Yes, well the issue was he gets an injury, I think, right around December, if I'm not mistaken. So I think it was December or before December. Like I remember watching the game before he gets injured. He was just going off, hitting everything. Ever since he came back from his from his injury, he's been shooting like 30%. He's had a really rough time going, right? Uh, I, I don't know what could be the quick fix there you know right now with Halliburton out they kind of need whatever they can get out of that backcourt to make up for what he gives them so it's it's been really rough watching Duarte it's sad too because he was actually getting off to to a really good start I think he had I think he lost his spot to Nemhard, if I'm not mistaken before the injury I think uh, Nemhard was still coming off the bench, and once Duarte got injured, I think that's when they started implementing uh, Nemhard. And Nem Nemhard ever since has taken advantage, and he's been playing starting in the starting lineup, and he's been getting his minutes. Which also, I mean, I love I love Nemhard, and I love the fact that they always put that guy on whoever else on the other team's best uh, guard. I don't know if you've noticed he's taken all he's taken all the tough matchups and he's he's holding his own. I mean, what can you expect from a rookie essentially, right? It's it's hard to be that a stopper especially at probably one of the deepest positions in the league right now. Speaking of another rookie, there's another Canadian that you're in love with here. Yeah, man. You got to love Matherin. You just I love the fact he's so fearless, goes to the hoop. You know what I like especially of him? I I feel like when you see him not hitting his shots, especially the three-pointers and his long-range stuff, he's not the type to stick it out and keep trying to hit that shot. You know, like I hate to always bring up the Lakers, but I feel like the Lakers always have that thing where it's just like, you know what, let's keep – especially at the beginning of the season. Let's keep hocking up three-pointers. Let's keep going at it. Let's keep going at it. Even though we have some of the best drivers toward to the hoop, right? So him, I just do notice that he has that maturity where he's just like, you know what? It's not going in for me. I'm going to go to the hoop and I will try to make it. And if not, I'm going to make it. Sh- I'm going to make sure that I at least get free throws out of it. And for a rookie like that, go in there and even try to create contact and get fouls, that shows a very, 
advanced game if i in my opinion a poised game right he just knows he just knows what he should be doing and lately i've also been noticing that defensively he started to improve a lot starting to make those reads where i don't know let's say they try to do a cross court pass and he's reading those those passes he's anticipating all these passes so you see that he he is picking up on the game and i mean not all rookies pick up the game quickly right it might take him a while right but him i like the progress i see out of him not just on offense i think on offense he's cooled off a little bit right now but you know what he's still still a rookie still leading it and probably one of the best producers off the bench this season he's cooled off the last two games but beforehand he was going pretty well 26 and 20 against atlanta and new york then he had a stinker against charlotte right but he's he's fearless i mean i watched that one game against him and the 76ers he was guarding harden he found out firsthand nba is a superstar league he wasn't going to get any of those calls right you mentioned that to me where right. he was it in overtime right he wanted the same call that essentially Harden gets in the next play. There's no way. I mean, Harden got to his spots and he pretty much was under him. You're not gonna get you're not gonna get the favor of the whistles, especially in overtime when he fouled a superstar like that. Correct. It's it's a given all the time, right? And the fouls against what Harden did to Matherin wasn't as bad. It was pretty soft fouls i would say but if you're a superstar that's it's just the way it goes it's just the way it goes you're gonna get calls once you start to gain more momentum yes but that game it showed me he is not scared he's he's not gonna back down he's gonna take those assignments they had a chance just a few buckets didn't go their way they lose but that's basketball right exactly especially with a young team that's able to compete with with you know because philly's a top team regardless of 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 like what anyone says right even whether they're championship team or we'll see but it still is a team that's way ahead in terms of its development compared to the pacers and the fact that the pacers can hold their own i mean you also gotta give uh credit to uh the coach right like Rick Carlisle? Yeah, you know, say what you want. I know he had his issues with Luca out in Dallas, right? And how that all unfolded. But if there is one thing you got to give credit to is his coaching because it seems to be effective to wherever he's been, right? And now he's showing it off out in Indiana, even though they, they have, they're starting to have the pieces to build a good team and he's done a good job right like i've seen a i've seen moments where i think in the game against the knicks there was a pass he did not like and this was within this was in the third quarter sees a pass he didn't like you know what he does timeout you know sort of like what mike brown has done this year like i've seen mike brown a couple times where he sees something defensively where he's just like oh damn and he's like he's also got a young team and he calls a timeout right off the bat so you know it, it's 
it's uh you know it's they're developing they're still learning still a young team so it, it's nice to see that these coaches are taking the time you know not to berate them or anything but at least they're just like pointing out the issues and why they should not be doing these things right so he's he's doing a, a good job so far speaking of the kings what do you think of that trade win-win for both I think the Pacers are going to end up reaping the benefits more than Sacramento. Okay. I like uh, that take. You know, right now it's win-win, but I mean, it's, it's, I mean, Sabonis isn't that old, right? He's not that old, but he's not that young either, right? So essentially, they've yeah, they've picked a guy that's a little bit older, right? And they and he's been the right fit. Like him and him and Fox are doing pretty well. And right? Herder. Yeah, and Herder. Like, like they're all doing pretty well, right? But essentially, in my view, like I think the Pacers are gonna get more out of it, essentially, because Halliburton, at least up to this point, has proven that he can be the guy. And he gets team, more burn. Right. He can be the guy. And then you also have Buddy. Buddy's having a fantastic season. I've I like the way he plays. I've I don't know if you agree with me on this or not, but like I also see that in his game where he's just less. You know, he's less inclined to always be taking the three pointer, uh, and he like drives now, right? I like, mean, there were times where he's just like, "Geez, dude, like stop taking the three, right? It's not going down." Go do something. I mean, the last five games don't really back up your statement, but go on. But like, I mean, it's been worse, dude. I, like, trust me. Like, there was a game. I can't remember who it was. They were playing at home. First three quarters, so bad. All of a sudden, he starts picking it up. Starts hitting threes. Starts going to the hoop. It's like you know. So there's just got to be something in there. But either way, if you think about it. They have a point guard. They have a useful piece in Buddy. Matherin. Who, and you have Matherin. But essentially, even if it doesn't work out with Buddy, how many teams would not want that guy right now? I mean, they need some front court help. Yeah, exactly. Besides Miles Turner, there's... Uh, who's that guy from Phoenix with the goggles? Something Smith. Okay, anyways. No, 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 no. I got this. I got this. I got this. It was. Hold on. And don't. And don't no. <laughs> I got this. Don't rush me. Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith. Okay. And they got Daniel Tyson there, too. Right. I don't think he's been playing, though. No, he hasn't. I think he's been injured for quite a bit of the season. Oh, no, he's been playing very limited minutes. Oh, no. Sorry, you're right. He's injured. I've been watching, trust me. Oh. <laughs> I'm just bugging you. I'm just bugging you. You watch. I love you. Uh, you watch. But, uh, but, yeah, I think I think they'll still be able to reap more benefits from this trade. And also, don't you think, Nick, that Sacramento is maybe – reaping the benefits of a soft Western conference. There's lots of injury. 
You Ooh. really hate the West this year, don't you? It's not what I dreamed it would be. I, I mean, it's have... been it's been how many years of the Western Conference? I know, I know but this it's been is, eight years. But this is the year where like it's really showing. I I'm not I'm not taking any credit away from Sacramento. I'm not. But they, you really hate. The- but there is some benefits towards the fact that there are two teams in there that have been a shell of what they have been the last few seasons, or at least last season. I mean, for for the Kings that have that record at this point in the season, you have to give credit where yeah, credit's due. Yeah, no, like even if Mike Brown's on a great job, even if Dallas guys, and Golden State were were the top dogs or whatever. They still be in a playoff spot yep. or play in spot. Yep. You got to get off your hating. I'm not hating. High horse not, over I'm there. Not hating. I'm not hating. I'm just saying. Yeah, it sounds like you're guys. hating. No, I'm not. Well, no, you I'm are. Not. But, anyways, yes. Moral of the story, Nick. They're doing well, but there's so much more that they can do. I mean, they, they need some they front. They need to work on that. Their backcourt's a little crowded. Their yes. front court needs some help. Yes. So you think they're going to keep Miles Turner or they're going to ship him off? Honestly, I think they're going to ship him off. Don't you think they would have had something signed by now? When's the trade deadline? It's coming up soon. It should be in February. Or is it February? I'll check. I'm going to search it up right now while you hear me clickety-clack on typing. (laughs) No, I'm joking. I'm not going to do that. But, yeah, I I think they should. They probably should trade him. Thursday, February 9th. There you go. So it's coming up soon. But to be honest, Nick, if they keep him, they make playoffs. And then they're probably going to get a mid-round, like... 15th pick. Right? Does that really help you? I mean, their roster's pretty young. They can always rerun it back. They've only had... There's only three of them that's over the age of 30, and they're all bench players. See, uh, I guess... I don't know. I'm too used to seeing Oklahoma get all these picks, and now they're starting to, you know... Oh, the Edmonton Oilers of the NBA. Yeah, they're trying. They're starting to, like, reap the benefits slowly, right? I mean, so you got to... Yeah. I would think... I don't, I don't know. To me, I would... It, honestly, if you were to ask me, I would be like, you know what? Let's get what we can for him because I know there are teams that will want him. There are teams. But oh, you got to note that OKC is notorious for always staying under the tax, right? Yes. So they are a farmer. They're essentially a farmer's market for everyone to pick up from. That's right. And another thing you got to put into perspective, Nick, which I don't know if this is here or there for you, but Indiana doesn't really get free agents so would same you, thing with okc but yeah, i know but what i'm trying to get at is like would that affect how you would if you were the pacers would that affect how you assessed keeping or not keeping him i mean in this point in time i think they're probably going to revisit the whole free agency with miles turner depending on how the season turns out right you got Matherin, you got Tyrese. That's the backcourt of the future. You got to figure out your forwards and your center. But in the meantime, they're in a good good spot to assess their talent. I think we've been through, we've discussed this before with which team. In what way? 
I would say they're similar to the Kings. They're in a good spot. Right? Yeah. And I think you can't really I don't think you should shake up the process right now. Mm-hmm. I they have the luxury of time. Right. I mean the Heat, Knicks, Hawks, Bulls, those are teams that do not have the luxury. No, they're 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 short on it right now. Yeah. They have a leash, they have a lifeline on their team. If the Pacers lose in the playoffs, then that's fine. No big deal. No big deal. If the Heat, Knicks Hawks or Bulls lose in the playoffs. I don't think we're going to see them in the playoffs moving forward for a few years. I feel like you might be right with the whole whole um, free agency in the small market, but with what they have right now, I think they should just ride it out. I feel like this is deja vu. I've said this for another team, and you kept arguing with me about it. Yeah, the two steps forward, three steps back. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I can't remember what team it was. All right. Anyways, Nick, we've been talking for a while now. Uh, that's all I got on the Pacers. Unless you got anything else? No, I do not. Okay. All right, then, Nick. Uh, we'll talk Nick's next. Uh, the Knickerbockers. And uh, we'll try and find something else to argue about. Whether you always oh, gonna never. Hopefully, not about rebuilding or. Yeah, going for the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. You have the patience level of an old old man. <laughs> I am old, Nick. I am old. That's true. Anyways, Nick, thanks for uh, thanks for having me over, bro. Thanks for coming. All right. This is a goodbye from the Water Boys. Bye, guys. Uh, I'll talk to you next time. Bye.